Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. <laughs> Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Kevin Durant has played in 11 games this postseason, averaging 34.2 points. He's back in the lineup tonight as the Warriors try to stay alive against the Raptors. The game about to get underway. Also, Women's World Cup today. Canada winning its opener 1-0 over Cameroon. I want to also let you know that this is now open on 630Ched.com. It is the 630Ched NHL Mock Draft Challenge presented by AMJ Campbell. We're challenging you to accurately predict the top eight picks this summer at the draft in Vancouver. It's next Friday and Saturday. Whoever does it in the right order will have a chance to win $500 of cash courtesy of AMJ Campbell. And speaking of the NHL draft, well, we have a young man on the line who I think is going to be taken maybe even in the first round. Next weekend in Vancouver, he had an outstanding year for the Prince Albert Raiders. It is Brett Leeson. Brett, you're on with Reed on Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm doing very well. Thank you for checking in tonight. And as I mentioned before we went to the 7 o'clock news, we've done this in the past on Inside Sports. Father's Week, and we have Brett's dad, Daryl, on the line as well. Daryl, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Chad. Or uh, Reed, thanks for having me. Well, good to talk to you. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll understand, Daryl, if, if I start off with Brett, because you're coming off an incredible season for the PA Raiders. Brett, I, I know it obviously did, didn't go your way at the Memorial Cup, but a great run for the Raiders nonetheless. Uh, you started 22-1 and or whatever it was. Uh, just tell me a little bit about being a Raider this season, playing on such a good team, and specifically playing in that community. Uh, it was great. Um, it was a special year all year. Um, we had a tight group and great community behind us. Um, I knew from the start we wanted to do something special, and I knew we were going to be a good team. And just made a few trades and got better and uh, put together a strong case here and became WHL champions. You had a huge season, 89 points in 55 games after having 32 the previous year. Brett, what allowed you to break out to the extent that you did? Um I want to say just the chance I got um, early in my career. I didn't really get the chance, and just when I got to PA, they gave me a chance. Um, we had a good team, lots of great players. Um, being able to play with all of them, uh, it was definitely great and just helped a lot. What was it like for you, you know, the previous couple of seasons in the WHL, maybe feeling like you weren't getting that chance and like you had the potential to contribute but maybe weren't being given the opportunity? How did you battle through some of that? Um, it was tough. Um, kind of just took my time. Um, I, got, I ended up getting traded, and I just got a fresh start in PA, and I think I made the most of that uh, first little bit there. I think I played some good hockey, but then had a good long break, good summer training, and uh, came into the next, this past year flying. 
Now, we got Daryl on the line as well. Daryl, obviously, uh, you're Brett's biggest supporter and, and a big mentor, so i got to ask you that from a dad's perspective. You you know your son's an excellent hockey player, but you know maybe you feel like he's not getting the, the, the chance to thrive. What, what was uh, your impression of him you know, getting through a couple of tough years in the dub and then exploding this year for the Raiders? Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough situation to be in there, and we had talked before he went back to Tri-City for his second year in that, and... You know, he had some goals and expectations and stuff like that, and we knew they weren't graduating a whole lot of players, so he just had to go in there and show them what he was capable of doing in that. And and uh, he had worked hard over the summer in that, and, and when he went back to Tri-City, he just didn't get that opportunity. So we talked, and we talked through our agent, and then thought it was best decision for Brett at that time to ask for a trade. And, and once, you know, we weren't sure how long things were going to take, but once they finalized that trade with PA and he went there, it was like a new beginning in that, and things just took off we were behind him 100 percent in his decision in that we have a lot of family back home in saskatchewan so we always had people at the games watching and cheering and that and it was just uh the last year and a half were just a roller coaster for us well and uh, maybe uh well i think there is going to be another big moment next weekend in vancouver brett you know i'm looking at a lot of mock drafts some people have you going in the first round i, I think you will get picked you did turn 20 uh, right at the uh, end of april so uh, you know, a lot of guys getting picked are, are, are 18. You're probably going to get taken as a 20-year-old. How are you uh, approaching this draft? Uh, I mean, are you excited about it, trying to stay calm? How do you feel? Uh, a little bit excited, a little bit nervous. You know, um, it's a big part of my hockey career, and I'm just looking forward to it. Um, wish it was tomorrow, to be honest, but um, so still a while away and just um, lots of excitement for it. Yeah, what about you, Daryl? Do you guys plan to go to the draft and uh, and just see where he goes? Yeah, we're excited about it. We'll go to Vancouver and uh, check it out. And you know, people keep asking, "Well, who's the favorite team? Who do you want to go to?" And I just, you know, my comment is, you know, hey, anybody who wants them, we're not, we're not fussy. We'll go play anywhere. And that <laughs> we're not, you're not going to see the Carl Lindros here saying his son won't play in Quebec City, stuff like that. Um, you know, Brett's excited. He wants to show those guys what he's capable of doing, and that. And like you said, whoever drafts him. He's going to be committed to them, and he'll he'll do his best to go out there and make the team. Okay, awesome stuff. Well, Daryl, we wanted to get you on the on this call as well because uh, both of you are athletes. And uh, no, no Daryl, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what does your uh, birth certificate say now in terms of an age? <laughs> Well, once you wipe the dust off, but it, it says uh, December twenty sixth, nineteen seventy three. So that makes me about forty five and a half. So. I'm getting right. up there in age. My uh, playing days are slowly coming to an end here. But but they're but they're not over. And, and I should mention, um, I watched you play probably 15 years ago, covering the Alberta Football League when your Calgary Wolf, Wolf Pack uh, came to Lloyd Minster to play the Vandals. And you do plan on playing for the Wolf Pack this this summer coming up? Yeah, we've already played a couple games, and that it's 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 hard to give something up when you're passionate about something. I just haven't found that that something else that satis- quite satisfies that 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 uh, hunger I have for, for football and hockey and stuff like that. And maybe it's time to, you know, sooner than later to find a new hobby like camping or fishing and that. But in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy it here. I, I know my, you know, my years are numbered here for as far as playing at a high level. I've been playing at a high level for probably 30-some years and that. And uh, when, you, when you're passionate about something, you enjoy something, you, you want to keep playing as long as possible. All right, tell me a little bit, Daryl, about your uh, your connection to the Edmonton Eskimos. Because did the Eskimos not take a look at you for a potential pro career uh, back in the day? Yeah, they did. I uh, had the opportunity right out of junior. I signed with the es- Eskimos in '96, 
and uh, Lancaster was a coach back then. They called me up, and you know, I was excited about it. I came there, and you know, it was a tough situation to be in there. Yeah, the rosters sizes were a lot smaller back then. Um, I beat out the, the third string quarterback that was there the year before, and it was offered the third string quarterback spot, but. You know, unfortunately, I had to turn him down. It was a time when you know I decided to go back to school and the CFL salaries just quite weren't where they needed to be. I think my, I might have signed for twenty six five or something like that. And and uh, third quarterback being on the practice roster, you, you don't get your full salary. You get five hundred bucks a week. So I quickly did the math. Eighteen times five is about nine grand before taxes. I'm just like I'm going to school. And um, <laughs> you know, it was a decision that I don't regret. Like I said, I've been playing university and then senior men's football for the last. 25, 30 years, and they get to work full-time, too. So uh, best of both worlds. What, what keeps you going back? Uh, I think just there's nothing else that quite simulates, like, playing playing a game and that, going out there, making passes, re- reading defenses, and just, you know, being able to, you know, run the football, you know, run guys over, stuff like that. There's a lot of things that you try to do that on the street, you probably go to jail, but on a football field, it's still legal. You can go out there and have fun, and, and uh, you know, that's what it's all about. You don't be practiced twice a week, and it's uh, most of it now is just the camaraderie and uh, the, the people you meet, you know, over the years and stuff like that, and how you become friends, lifelong friends and stuff like that. Incredible stuff. All right, Brett. So you know you've obviously a, a lot, a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of sons and daughters, often don't get to see their parents play because they might the parent might have retired by the time the kids are old enough to really process and understand what's going on. You you have. I mean, what's it like to see your dad into his mid forties still going out there and playing one of the toughest positions at quarterback in all the sports? Um, no, it's pretty cool. Um, I've been to a lot of a lot of his games over the year. Um, he's definitely not in the as good of running form as he was the past few years and stuff like that. But uh, he's still he's still playing the playing the position he loves, playing the game he loves, and it's fun to watch. Brett, how come it was hockey for you and and not football? Given that your dad uh, has had such a great football career. Um, I played football growing up, but uh, I just didn't have the, as much passion for it as I did the hockey. So ultimately, I um, chose hockey, and I'm happy with it. You know, it's funny, Daryl. I've talked to a lot of parents who steered their kid away from their sport of choice because they know all the pitfalls along the way. Was that the, the case with you, or how did you handle uh, Brett's athletic endeavors? Yeah, to, to a certain extent. Brett excelled at both, you know, when, everything he did, whether it was hockey or, or football. He actually played five years of football, and in his last two years he won back-to-back provincial ch- championships, and he was quarterback as well. And I think his last year, I think he threw 37 touchdown passes and only one interception the entire year. So he, he definitely has the skills to play football. But when you look at the football season here in Canada, it really runs from mid-August to mid-November here. It's only about a three-month season in that, and it starts out plus 30 degrees, and by the time you finish the season, it's about minus 30 in that. And, you know, when Brett was only 11, 12 years old playing and stuff like that, you quickly realize that, geez, I can play hockey nine months of the year indoors, or I can play outside for, you know, it's minus 30 in that. So it was unfortunate that he had to give up football. I think he really liked it, and I, I always told him, I said, Brett, if you... If you miss it, you could, in hockey doesn't work out. You can always go back and play football, whether it's you know later on in the year, in high school and stuff like that, or some kind of senior men's and that. But you know, unfortunately, he's not there yet. He's, you know, he's he's done really well with the hockey, and I think he's enjoying this decision he made. Brett, Father's Day on on Sunday, so we're, you know we're having this interview as a special Father's Week story here on Inside Sports. Brett, how would you describe the biggest impact your dad has had on you? And you can answer either as an athlete or as a person or both. 
Um, yeah, I think he's just always had an impact. Um, obviously, he was athletic growing up and stuff, and uh, got a lot of athletic genes from that. But um, just every step of the way, he's pretty much been there. Um, from he's, He played hockey growing up, so um, just be, him helped me through that. And then even football, just, um, he's always been athletic, and just everything he does, um, he understands the game, understands everything about sports. So he's been lots of help. And Daryl, I'm going to ask you, and I'm not a parent myself, but you know, I've had other other parents tell me, you know, you're a mentor to your kid, but you also learn from from your children as you get older too. For for you as a dad, seeing Brett, you know, excel in, in a couple different sports and and become a young man now, what are some of the big things you have learned from Brett? Oh, exactly. I'm very proud of everything he's accomplished here. And, you know, and Brett grew up in a in a very competitive environment, so my brother was in town here, and both of us were playing football at, at the highest level possible and stuff like that at the time when he was little. So, you know, Brett kind of went to the school of hard knocks where whether it was playing video games or playing basketball outside, you know, he took his lumps and, you know, he had to earn his victories in that. But, it, you know, everything's kind of paid off for him down the stretch. And, and now we're at the point where things kind of the roles have reversed a little bit here. I'm having a hard time getting the victories whether it's playing playstation or shooting hoops outside there and that so i've got to do some uh <clears throat> i guess i got to redefine some of my skills here so i can compete for a while longer here but no we're definitely proud of him um you know his uh his commitment to to things and just wanting to be the best you know is things that we've kind of taught him over the years that you know you could always get better there's always something right and i've seen him work hard I've seen, you know, when people have said things about his skating and stuff like that, I've seen him go to this past summer and work on the skating, work on the strength and that, and it's really paid off on the ice. Well, I, I really appreciate you guys making time for me tonight. I hope you're not too far away from a TV. The Raptors trail by six, uh, still relatively early in the first quarter. Hopefully you can you, you can watch that for some father-son bonding tonight as well. Brett Leeson, Daryl Leeson, thanks for checking in. Daryl, all the best with the Wolfpack this season. Brett, enjoy the experience at the NHL draft. Hopefully I'll run into you in Vancouver next weekend. Thank you. Thanks, Reed. All right, excellent interview with those guys, man. Brett Leeson for PA. I, I mentioned the stats, 89 points in 55 games. And Daryl Leeson, uh, I mean, an outstanding uh, university quarterback, got a look with the Eskimos and just keeps going. Uh, if 45 years of age, still playing quarterback for the Calgary Wolfpack. Really cool stuff. Jason Moss is going to be in with Morley after the 7.30 news. Although, why don't we give away the uh, pair of passes to golf at the ranch, Kellen? Let's do it. Let's uh, let's just do caller number two seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Inside Sports on six thirty, Chet. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on six thirty, Chet. All right, Jill wins the passes to golf at the ranch. Congratulations, Jill. Awesome to have Brett and Daryl Leeson on the show. Golden State leading the Raptors 19-13 with seven minutes left in the first quarter. Game five of the NBA Finals. Oilers news today. Tom Anselmi, the new president of business operations and chief operating officer. Bob Nicholson becomes the chairman of the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club, and he uh, says he's pretty impressed with Anselmi's experience. I'm so excited. I've known Tom for many, many years. Uh, this conversation started a, a while ago, and uh, you know, I'm just so excited to ha- have him lead, lead the business side. Now we got Ken Holland uh, leading the Oilers side. This is... Uh, 
just real good uh, for the organization. And, you know, we'll all work as a team, uh, but we all have our roles and responsibilities as we go forward. So it's exciting day for, uh, you know, Oilers fans and the entertainment side of the business here. Maybe sum up what this does to you on a day-to-day basis, and does it put you in a spot where, I don't know if more comfortable is the right word, but maybe you're more you feel more suited to what you're going to be doing? Yeah, you know what? Uh, it, it was a huge challenge uh, opening up this building and having all the various components of uh, OEG report to me. But when you look at it, you know, usually a CEO has two or three, and I had uh, 10 executives, 11 executives reporting to me. It's, I think it makes a lot of sense of how we have this. You know, I report uh, directly to Daryl Cates. Um, Tom will report to Jurgen Schreiber who's uh, CEO for Daryl on the business side. But uh, I'll work with Tom and make sure that uh, Kurt Hill, um, that uh, Kenny Holland, uh, you know, our hockey side has all the tools uh, to make sure that we put ourselves uh, to get into playoffs and be very successful. And it'll also give me some time to uh, work with Daryl and Jurgen on uh, some global visions that we have uh, for other sport activities. All right, and obviously, I mean, the construction is still going on, as we've talked about with, with ice districts. So, I mean, obviously, Tom, he's going to get the, I mean, not that the ball isn't rolling, but this is, I guess, his to, uh, to since he used to be with the Raptors, this is for him to, to finish the fast break with a slam dunk. <laughs> you know what? That's great. We're going to see it uh, in Toronto, you know, with the Raptors. And so he's coming into the middle of this. You know, this is, the design's better because he's got the whole, the whole plaza. Uh, and then how does he work? Uh, out from there, but it's going to be uh, right up Tom's alley of how he gets uh, this all rolling. And you know, we've really looked at Rogers as a place for activities. Now we got this whole ice district and plaza. What are all the events that we can uh, bring from small festivals to uh, bigger entertainment? Uh, it's really exciting. And uh, when you look at if you're handpicking someone to do this, uh, Tom and Sammy will be right at the top of the list. Uh, as same as we um, looked at hockey, and I don't think there was anyone more. More suitable than uh, Ken Holland, so we've got two great people leading their two different areas. And obviously, uh, Holland and Tippett are in charge, I guess, of, of finding the assistant coaches. The draft is coming to you. I guess I'll just ask you if you can tell me: Do we expect the assistant coaches? relatively soon, hopefully before the draft? Yeah, it's certainly one of the key things that Ken's working on right now. He's uh, in Toronto. He's in the competition meeting today uh, with the National Hockey League, but his focus is to get the staff all in place as soon as he can, and then uh, leading to the draft, uh, development camp, free agency, so you know he's right in the middle of it, but getting his people in place is certainly at top of his list. All right, that is Bob Nicholson, so I, I would think we'll get some assistant coaches uh, pretty soon for Dave Tippett and Glenn Gullitson, of course, Manny Viveros and Trent Yanni not returning. More on Tom Anselmi on 630Ched.com. Morley Scott has Jason Moss in studio after the 7.30 news for this year's first edition of the Eskimos Coaches Show. Five minutes left in the first quarter. The Raptors have pulled even. It is a 19-19 tie between the Raptors and the Warriors. And Gasol gets a short jumper to put the Raptors up to 
21-19 as they go for the title tonight. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio operator this evening, besides Brett and Daryl Leeson, you heard from Jordan Baker and Brock Sunderland, the GM of your Edmonton Eskimos. Back tomorrow at 6, Caitlin Osmond, recently retired champion figure skater, will be on the show, and Kelly Rudy for the final time this hockey season as well. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.